Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. We're thrilled that you've chosen to listen in today as we continue the conversation about student ministry. Now, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave a rating or review on whatever platform you're using. Also, let me encourage you to contact us at info at studentministrymatters.com to let us know how we can further minister to you as you seek to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Now, on today's podcast, we are going to talk about the importance and some best practices for communicating with our congregations. I've got Micah Powell and Chris Vines with me today. Welcome, guys. What's up, Good man? Good to be here, man. <laughs> well, before we get into our discussion, it's time for the random question of the week. And this week, well, I finally got to watch the last of the Rambo movies and made me wonder, who is your favorite movie action star? Mm. So let's start with you, Chris. Who is that guy? Oh, man. i tell you what. What a question. Um, I mean, who, who in their right mind wouldn't say, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, I mean, boy. he was, in fact. He was, in fact, the last action hero. Oh, my so, gosh. I'm just going to say that. I mean. Just going to throw that out there. Huh? Just going to throw it out there. Um, man. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Um, I don't think I don't think uh, Arnold would be my favorite, though. I, I'm going to have to say that my favorite action person is... Um, Oh gosh, I'm 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 up in the air between a couple, and so I'm, I'm follow your gut. Man. Oh, I know. Think, that's, just that's a it. dangerous. It's a dangerous place, I, brother. Uh, I know you're talking to Micah Powell, bro. I know. Okay. Um. <sighs> Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Die hard, baby. <laughs> there it is. Oh, follow boy. my gut. You got me. All right, Micah, you go. I mean, it, that's it's tough for me too. But you know, so it's got to either be. And yes, he's been in action movies. I can quote. I'll quote it. But uh, my favorite guy is Matthew McConaughey for sure. In Rain of Fire, I loved that movie. Uh, but pro- actually, probably no. I take that back. Probably my favorite is Gerard Butler. I mean, he just got. Dude, we're not. We're not talking about man crushes. I'm, I know we're not, but dude, they're both in action movies. I, mean, I know McConaughey is more of the, like the, you know, he's more rom-com, but dude, for real, I think Gerard Butler's my guy. Come on, Hunter Killer. Wait, is it Hunter Killer? No, wait, that's not right. London Has Fallen, uh, Angel, Olympus Has Fallen. I forget which one it was, but uh, the, I mean, come on, great movies, man. He's in all kinds of action 300. Films. 300. I, I didn't even see that movie, man. Wow, I didn't even know he's in that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's great. that's another one. There's another really great movie that he's in. So yeah, he's my dude. Don't make fun. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, wh- one of the things now is because of all of these uh, comic book movies, you've got a whole bunch of action heroes that you could pick from. Uh, but I have to go back to the the classic. 
His movies, his acting isn't great, but he is the greatest of all time, Chuck Norris. Mm. Oh, gosh. Mm. Oh, CN, man. Man, he can can kick, he can punch, all those cool things. It's because you're a Taekwondo guy. It is, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, honestly, I like Sylvester Stallone. I have I like all of the the Rocky into the Creed movies. I like uh nice. you know, the Rambo movies. He he checks a lot of those boxes as you go along, but well, mm. as we are definitely not action heroes ourselves, but we still can be considered ministry stars with our people if we take the time to communicate properly. Uh while this need for this has been highlighted during COVID-19. Proper communication has always been an important characteristic of good student ministry. Now, there are three major areas of communication that we focus in in student ministry, and we've talked about some of these before on our our program. Um, I'm sure you will be thinking about those in the years and and time to come. Um, But we've looked at, like, communication with our pastor. It is vital to talk with your pastor, to let him know where you're headed, and to make sure that you're on the same page. Um, We also have talked about communication with our parents, uh, speaking to parents, letting them know what's happening with their precious babies. Man, that is important. As someone who's gone through the whole gambit, and now my kids are in college, I wanted to know, and I still want to know, what's going on with them. Now they're adults, though, so I'll let them go wherever uh, for the most part. And then today, we're going to be talking about communication with our people, Uh, this idea of what it is as we are communicating, maybe it's vision, maybe it's the truth of uh, situations, maybe it is um, our plans, uh, the needs of our students, all of these different areas, we want to be able to communicate with our people. So let me throw out this first question. Why is it important to communicate well with our congregation? Why is that a need or should be at the heart of kind of what we're doing in student ministry? What do you think, Chris? Well, I, I, I think as student pastors, um, this is this is often overlooked. I think I think the first question we often think about is why is it important to communicate well with our students? Uh, and I think that is a good question. But in terms of our congregation, I, I think it's equally important just because um, we, we need to, one, understand among ourselves that our student ministries are not separate from the church. And, and we need to make sure that our student, our students know that as well. So I I think in, you know, answering this question of why is it, why is it important to communicate well with our congregation? I believe part of that is it shows our congregation when we do communicate with them that, um, that we care deeply about our church and not just a certain part of the church. Um, and, and, and in other words, we, um, we convey to all of our people um, our love and our concern for more than just teenagers, even though that is our, um, the, the calling that we have on our life. So um, there's more that needs to be said, I'm sure, but I, I think that's how I would probably start that conversation. Is this idea that we care more for a church as a whole? Is that kind of where you're, what you're thinking, Chris? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's important that we communicate um, uh, to the whole congregation um, that we are 
that we are men who um, that love the church and and again not just a small part of it. I, I think it's very easy for us to get wrapped up into the agenda of student ministry and forget about the vision of our church as a whole. And so in communicating in, in communicating well with our congregation, um, I believe we we show um, just where our, our heart truly is that that we that we love our our church uh, and not just certain part of it. Does that make sense? It does. It That's does. Good. Yeah. Again, there's more that needs to be said. I just think, you know, in, in answering that question of why it's important, I think that's where I would I would probably start that. So I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I mean, I would, I would wholeheartedly, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I, I would wholeheartedly agree. I mean, clear, concise, unified communication from the pastoral staff or uh, just, just unity. I mean, I mean, as, you know, you, you got to have that, that unity, being able to communicate with people and and on the being on the same page because you know you don't you don't want somebody to go up that's you know if you have an announcement time uh, and I know not every church does but if you have an announcement time you know and I think it can get really long winded and and there can be you know you don't want to convey pride or you know favoritism and I think really talking with your pastor first and, and vision casting and 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 talking about what's going to be said in the announcements and to make sure that people and even you know people that are you know extroverted you know typically that that they're not just I don't want to say the word stealing the spotlight, but trying to be, you know, clear, concise and and unified in the way that we present ourselves and and how we present information to people. Because there's there's a way too, guys. I know you know this, uh, Dan and Chris, but uh there's a way to over communicate, to communicate too much in a session. And I, and because that is my personality, I, I have to be careful. Um and and I'm I'm grateful for the men that God's put in my life to when we were meeting in our pastoral meetings that they were teaching me to, you know, how not to over communicate something and how not to, you know, what, what, what needs to be said needs to be said and don't give too much information. Just give what's what the people need and not necessarily uh, what they, I don't say what they want, but just, you know, overkill. So. And, and that can be hard to mm. not overshare. I, when you're excited about something, not just you, Micah, but all of us, um, it is, you know, we have a tendency to want to tell them everything about it. You know, our heart behind it, what's going to be happening, what their end result's going to be, how this is going to impact us 10 years down the road. I mean, if we're excited about something, there is that possibility. And so, man, that's incredibly important to be concise, to be, uh, I don't want to say pithy, but you, you know, have this idea that I'm going to be able to tell you what I'm passionate about in such a way that you can get there without hearing it all. Yeah. Well, and, a couple other things. I'm so oh, sorry. Go ahead, Michael. I'm so sorry. I, sh- I didn't raise my hand, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no. I just go wanted, ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, because like I said, you guys know I'm a, I'm a, I am a little extroverted. But you know, when you get excited about something, like you said, you know, you typically want to talk a lot, and all of us would be excited about what God's doing in our ministry. And uh, one thing I, I did that was a really great practice of not over communicating was writing it out. You know, like. Before I went into a meeting with the pastor, you know, about what we're communicating on Sunday, how often we're going to communicate it, and and to make sure, and that kind of seems like maybe not petty, but like kind of, I I don't know, overachiever maybe or, or something, but, you know, it's really important to meet with your pastor and to talk about what's going to be said, you know, maybe what information needs to be said and, and help him kind of help you find comb what not to say. You know, if you're going to speak yeah. and what he doesn't need to say. And 
Um, and I just I think that's important balance when you're you're meeting with your pastor to talk about what's going to be communicated to the people because it does show unity that you're meeting and talking about this together, and that's huge. You right. know, supporting each other's ministry. Yeah, I, you know, I I would agree with that too, too Micah. You know, thinking about um, trying to clarify exactly what I, I was saying earlier um, in terms of just importance of communicating well with our congregation. Now, I do think it's important to communicate to the whole congregation. That's what I was trying to say. In order to show the whole congregation um, your your love for them and for the church, but also I think it's important to to show them, um, like you guys are saying, help them to to know the plan, know the vision of the church, um, and and that doesn't come just from one individual, like you're saying, Mike. It comes from um, from you know the mm-hmm. The unified effort and prayers of people seeking the Lord, um, but but I think it, it all plays. This all plays a part of, you know, we want to be people who communicate, not just information, but we want to be people who communicate. Pastors who communicate right information well yes. Um, yes. to the people, and uh, and so in this conversation of of communication, um, why it's important is uh i think for for those two reasons when when we when we start communicating right information to just a, a certain segment of the congregation well that's that's not going to create unity so we we've, yeah. we've got to communicate well to the whole congregation and then um it's also important because um it shows the whole congregation the 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 plan the vision of where we believe God is leading our church to go uh, within our community and, and within our world. Yeah. And I, I definitely for sure. And and also, you know, it'll tell people, and I know you guys see this, you go to a student ministry and they'll someone will say, man, this, this church has an amazing student program, you know, or this church has an amazing children's program. Or man, the, the pastor really loves, you know, his preaching, you know, and, and just this, a limit, this kind of, you know, clear, concise communication, unified communication, you know, kind of, you know, um, before, you know, you get with your people will fix, it'll help everybody see that that every ministry of the church is important because it's ministry. It's people serving others and, and, you know, serving God and then serving others. And, and that's, I think that's massive. I think that that's how how you kind of fix the, um, some of the, the, the thoughts that people have about, you know, this, this ministry is better than this ministry. And it kind of helps break the cycle of, um, that individualism ministry, you know, that powerful personality ministry that, you know, a lot of people are trying to, to equalize in their church, you know, that there's a lot of other good ministries going on. And, and I think that's huge, Chris. I think that was well said. Mm. Well, let me share maybe a slightly different take on it. And I, I completely agree with what you guys are saying. Um, good communication is going to be supportive of the whole church needs to be to the whole church there's a couple of things that I was thinking that might be helpful to someone who is maybe starting in ministry, who doesn't see that value right away as, as they grow into it, they may uh, kind of receive that. There are a couple of things that good communication from the student pastor can do. One is it shows the people that he is taking time or she is taking time uh, with those concepts and is going, is thinking things through that they are thoughtful about what they're doing. That's really important, especially as you're dealing with people with years of church experience, people who are 
are a lot of wisdom. Um, they want to know that somebody who is thoughtful, who is working with their students. The other thing is, as you communicate well, you're communicating vision, plans, you're communicating those things with the church as a whole, you're helping others who want to support that ministry um, understand what's going on. And maybe you have a need in that ministry. Maybe you need to express something because you need funds for a new sound system for your student space, or you need new monitors in there, any number of things that you want to do, or a mission trip, a uh, a way to serve and to show your students what it is to be Jesus in a space. You know, I think that that's really important. So for us to communicate well, um, that helps our supporters understand that better. And, and this is a totally kind of a free piece of advice. If you are in a church as a student pastor, let me encourage you to go to your Christian seniors group for their luncheon. Most churches have one. Go to that. Get to know those people, not just so they'll financially support you, but so that they will pray for you, so that they can be supportive. And you may not feel comfortable with it, um, but just take some time with that. So uh, let me encourage you just to, to, to look at that. Look at the importance of communicating well with your congregation. Well, let me ask this second question. How do we best communicate with our congregation? What are some best ways that we can approach that? Chris, do you want to get us started with that? Sure, man. Uh, I, I don't want to take too much time either on this one, but I, I did jot a few things down um, on just just some tips that I have that I that just kind of swirl through my mind. And so maybe this will be helpful for some. Um, I think it's important that we, we be honest and transparent. Um, I don't think anybody would intentionally lie. Uh, I hope not to our to our congregation, but I, I do believe we need to be um, intentionally honest and transparent. And I know there's a fine line there. I mean, it, it's there's that question out there: how how honest do we need to be? How vulnerable do we need to be with our congregation? I think that's a good question, um, and probably could be a whole another podcast on its own. Um, but that kind of leads to the next one. I think it's important to be wise um, how we communicate and and what we communicate. Um, my dad used to always say uh, this short little phrase, and it's just stuck with me, uh, and it applies in several different contexts. But he said, um, you don't have to tell everything you know. And I think, Micah, you said something yeah, similar to this true. earlier. Um, and so I think it's important that in our communication we be wise. I think it's important that we be consistent, uh, that we, you know, we don't have one idea one week and then another idea the next week, and we're just communicating all over the place because – that's going to um, obviously create uh, a level of distrust or just um, make people uh, not really pay attention to our to what we're communicating and to our voice. Yeah. Um, I think in these times that we are living in right now, in these days during COVID-19, it's shown us that our communication needs to be timely, um, that there's some wisdom in that and just having good, timely communication with our people and with our students. <laughs> Uh, and then the last two things I'd say, uh, as far as how we communicate, I think we need to be clear and I think we need to be calm. I, I think people, um, especially people that we're leading, they don't need, uh, their pastor, their student pastor, their leader, um, panicky. They don't need them mm. out front, uh, 
you know, just screaming that the sky's falling. I, I think we need to have a clear right. voice and I think we need That's to have good. a calm voice. And, and so there's more that we need to say, but those are just some things that I jotted down. Mm. Micah, what do you think? What are some of the best ways to communicate with our congregation? You know, not to, to try to stay away from from Chris's too, because really a lot of the, uh, really Chris. I, I mean, those were really good. I, I you know I was right there with you on two or three of those. But you know, to stay away kind of from what you did, I, I would say even you know I would add you know communicate humbly and joyfully. And that the way you know the best way to communicate you know and and to to do that, I think you have to have like an excited. You know, but kind of like you said, Chris. You know, there's the pan- the panicky side of the way we communicate, but but also, you know, to have joy in what you're communicating because sometimes it can be yeah. rhetoric, it can become normal com- conversive conversations, no- normal things that we talk about, and 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 so in the times we, that you have, that is, by the way, precious. If you're speaking to congregations, that is precious. The time that you have allotted is precious. Stay within that time. Um, you know, we have preaching, we have worship, we have, you know, singing and praising and prayers. And, and so be careful that, you know, with the time that you have with wisdom and clarity, of course, but then also joy, you know, may really bring, a, you know, if your heart's not in it, the people will see it too. You know, if you're panicky, that's going to come out in the way you present if you're not careful, but, you know, be, people can also sense if you're tired or if you're, you know, uh, if, if you're, doing too much or, you know, there, there, there's a lack of, of, of clarity, you know? And so just make sure that you're being careful with, with what you communicate and and have joy in it. You know, that like, this is something that God's given you that you, you love to do. And, and, um, I just think that that's important because I've definitely, I know all of us have seen where, you know, somebody get up and and give an announcement and you're just like, Oh boy, (laughs) you know, and we don't want people to do that when, up and speak. We want them to, to you know, to, to say, well, man, this is an exciting time for, for our church that we all feel this way about whatever it is, you know, that, that this is an exciting time that we get to love others in our community. And this is how we're going to do that. And just be excited and be, I don't know, a, a breath of fresh air, uh, be, be light to people in the way you communicate because Jesus was light the way he communicated with us. And I, I, as, as my savior, as cliche as this is going to sound, I'm so grateful that he communicated in, in, some, in some of the ways that he did, but man, the passion and light and joy that he, he, the, with the way he spoke, I, I think is spoke to so many people in his time. And even in our time, his words, you know, they transcend just the Bible times and they're even in our times and, and we're before the times of the gospels and, and just having that incredible joy that, you know, when you present whatever it is that you get to do this, that God is moving in, in, in whichever way, or that just make sure you communicate joy. I think it's the biggest thing on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good, man. I, I, I was just thinking you, you saying that I think it's a good practice for us to look at Jesus and look at all the different ways that he communicated. You know, we, Mm. we see him at times sitting down teaching, um, in a very, um, in a very calm, uh, but authoritative way. Uh, of course we see Matthew telling us that, um, of course, the Sermon on the Mount. But then we also see times where Jesus is communicating with a whip in his hand. And so there's right. a, a wide range of how Jesus communicated to the people he was around. So I, th- I think that's a, a good thing that you brought up there. Well, in that scripture, even, you know, that you guys, that we all know, and and we it's there and it, it brings joy to my heart because I, I am a joyful person. I love God. I'm not perfectly joyful all the time. But, you know, my favorite text right now that, that I just, it makes me so like, 
just happy in God and who he is, is that the text that says, you know, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. I love that verse. And and if I want to communicate mm-hmm. something, even if it's, especially if it's not, you know, something that's in the preaching time, like I hate to take away from the preaching time, as I'm sure you guys know, right? You, you, you hate to have to take away from that. And not that that's what you're going to do by giving an announcement, but you know, Jesus, he endured the cross, but it was the joy that was set before him that he was able to endure the cross, despising the shame. And that just, guys, that just makes me, reading that just fills me up knowing that whatever I present, I need to be careful. But also I need to be joyful, you know, and celebrate this awesome stuff and celebrate everything that I can, you know, even if it's not some announcement that I'm having to celebrate what another pastor on staff is doing. I, I just love seeing what God is doing through pastoral ministry and even, you know, people in our congregation, you know, and speaking to them joyfully, you know, about guys, thank you so much for your support. Like we just adore you guys. We, we love you so much. We pray for you so often. And in your communication, don't just get up and say, Hey, here's this event. Here's this thing we're trying to do. Here's this fundraiser. You know, just talk to them about how much you love them and appreciate their support and their heart and, and how much joy that gives you. And it just, it may change, that may make someone's day, you know, that's going through, especially these hard times right now. Um, it may give somebody joy that needs joy. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing I wish I could give every human being in the world. You know, if it was just something I could wrap up and give, I, I wish I could, but that that's that's just my two cents. Mm. Well, I I love that, Micah. My dad um, passed away 10 years ago, but one of the pieces of advice that I've always taken away, he said, if you're leading an organization, you need to speak with enthusiasm. Real simple thing, but man, it's powerful. The joy, enthusiasm, you get people excited, and it's not out of um, an inauthentic place. It comes from what Jesus has provided and what he's done. And so we got clear, concise, speak with joy. Man, these are great concepts for us to to take and to embrace. So let's get to some practical points before we wrap up today. Um, what are some ways that you communicate, whether it's uh, information, uh, truth, um, vision, uh, to the people in your congregation about your student ministry? Um, I know that with with me, I did something very simple, and it is probably outdated um, now, but one of the things that I did for several years is that I weekly made a little newsletter. Then I made a PDF, and I emailed it out to my parents. They would have that. They would be able to print it off. Um, I would give it to the students, but for them to walk out the door, actually hand it to a parent, we know that doesn't happen much. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I emailed it so they had it too. And so that they couldn't say, well, I didn't, I didn't ever see it. And so as we talked about, it also provided me a great time to really think about what was next in my ministry. Cause I knew they were expecting this uh, news, this weekly newsletter. They were expecting to know what was coming up. It also kind of pushed me in that direction. And at the time I was also a worship pastor as well as the the student pastor. And so I was carrying both of those loads. So it, again, gave me a little bit extra focus. There are tons of ways out there now for us to communicate, um, especially as Chris said, in this season that we're all in, um, what are some of the, the ways that you're communicating information? Um, you're getting that, that vision, that information out to your students. How are you getting those things across? Chris, how are you doing that? 
Man, I, I, I employ the, the kiss method. Um, you know it. It's keep Roast. it simple. Silly. <laughs> there you go. Keep it simple, silly. Silly. Um, there's various silly. versions of that. But uh, now, you know, I, I communicate to our parents and I communicate to our students. And I do that primarily through um, Facebook Messenger app and text message. Uh, and so I, I keep it pretty simple that way. And thankfully, up until this point, uh, that's that's how I've communicated to them. And so during this time where we've been, in a certain sense, scattered, uh, that that simple line of communication has proven to be uh, effective. People aren't scrambling to and wondering, you know, where am I going to get this info? Um, they already know. And so that's that's been helpful. And, and I've also just found that uh, through trial and error, because I haven't always done this, it's uh, it, and it does change, I think, in um, every so often whenever kids are rotating out of student ministry and you have new ones coming in and you just have to reassess to know exactly what the best line of communication is. But in my experience, it's been trying to, you know, getting a message uh, information into the into the device where they're already they're already uh, going to be. So most people receive text messages. So that seems to be the best place. Um, and then most of my parents are on Facebook and in the Facebook messenger app. So that that's proven effective for us. Um, and in that I, I, I don't just give, uh, you know, just, uh, general information, even though that does come, but I also try to, for our parents, I, I try to, um, forward them articles to read and, and different things like that that would be helpful for them as parents. Mm, so great. that's those are just two mediums that that have really been effective and consistent for for our ministry. Let me ask on a more practical nature: when you're using Facebook Messenger app, yeah. um, do you have one big group that includes everybody, or do you send these out individually? No, I have one big group. I have I have a Messenger app that's labeled. Um, you know, Garrett student ministry parents. And uh, at the beginning of every uh, new school year, when we have a uh, some type of meeting, whether it be uh, virtual, I've, I've tried Facebook live meetings before, um, or I've tried in-person meetings. It just depends on, again, the, the timing of everything. Uh, that's when I reassess and just make sure I get new information to, to tell parents, you know, where we're going to be. And like I said, Nine nine out of ten parents are going to be on Facebook already. I've found out there's there's a very very few of them who are not on Facebook, and um, but most of them, if they want to find the information, they're willing to they're willing to get the Messenger app to to do that. So again, that's that's been helpful, and that's that's you know it's one message that I have to send, so I don't have to worry about right, all right. these individual ones. So if if that is to the parents, if that's to those that go uh, to students and parents alike, um, how are you getting that sort of information then out to the congregation as a whole? Well, I, I would say that not not every piece of that information that I send to parents needs to go out to sure. the congregation as a whole. But when, when there is info such as that, um, that's when I, I usually either create a graphic or um, give the information to our communication director that we have. Um, she, she works part time for our church and, and just manages all of our social media accounts and different things, oh. things like that. Um, she, she puts together our newsletter. 
Um, and so we're very thankful for her um, and, and all that she does. And she, I mean, she also serves within our student ministry. So she's got a, a good beat on just things that are going on in there already. So I, I would say that kind of stuff I send to her and and then she, she puts it out um, along with all the other information from other ministries in our church. Good, good. Micah, how about you? How do you get information and in the, the ministry positions that you've been in the past? How do you get that information about the student ministry out to the congregation? Uh, you know, and I, as we've kind of gotten to know each other guys better through this, you know, I've gotten to know Chris and Dan through more through this podcast, probably than maybe in person, guys, I, I would say. But my, my little kind of thing, a little thing about my my favorite way to communicate is actually I do like to to be in front of face uh, face to face contact with people, but man, writing mm. I love to write, so I, I enjoyed writing my newsletter or bulletin, and I always tried to put a synopsis version of you know what I handed out in my uh, parent meetings that I had twice a year. Um, you know, you have like the summer months that are nuts, and I always try to have a meeting right there before the chaos begins, so that parents kind of can know you know uh, you know what's you know, kind of how we're going to handle certain things and all that. But at the beginning of the year, I gave them like, uh, and I wouldn't say just like pages of stuff, but just, you know, try to keep it simple as, as Chris said, and, um, made things clear, concise and, you know, unified, like, Hey, here's what we're trying to do and, and cast the vision and, and write it out and, and talk to them with their kids in the room. And then, uh, usually as stuff came up, I try to produce a year calendar at that point, usually around August. And then, would write tentative, of course, because nothing's in stone, right? Because we're not sovereign. But uh, just kind of say, hey, here's the tentative schedule. And so I, I kind of chose to write. And, I, you know, but I also used, I mean, I used Messenger and Remind and, and all kinds of different ways to communicate, all kinds of different ways to communicate. Um, but, uh, you know, writing was probably my favorite one because it always made uh, conversations happen. You know, I, I would always have someone come up and say, and, and I love this, you know, you didn't put a period. And I'd be like, Thank you very, very much, Miss, Miss, uh, Miss Nichols. I appreciate that. You know, or <laughs> I could, you know, it always made conversations happen and I, I could kind of put kind of my, some, my heart and flair into it. And, you know, and then in my bulletin or my newsletter, you know, during the week, uh, I, I would try to very much just the upcoming, you know, and just bullet it, you know, if they gave me a certain couple lines for the bulletin or net newsletter, then, you know, I, I would write it out and, you know, just, very simple. And, and that was, that was the, probably one of the best ways I communicated at, uh, two different churches before. And that was definitely the most effective, um, you know, especially like the new newcomers coming into a church service, especially now, man, the announcement stuff, it's, it, it's tough to communicate because you have so little time. I know as, as you both have yeah. experienced, I, I haven't had that experience, yeah. but I can't imagine the difficulty of that. But, uh, to try to communicate with parents, you know, from a writing standpoint, you know, parents have more time to read now than they ever do, you know? So this could actually be the best time to, you know, send out a, if they send out a bulletin or a newsletter to your people in the mail, then this might be the best time to say, Hey, here's what the student ministry is doing. And here's what, you know, and, and get with your pastor and your secretary and, and whoever else you associate or whoever else you have and, and, and just create a newsletter and, and send it out to your people. Hey, here's what to expect. Here's how we want to communicate with you. Here's a way to connect with us, you know, and, and they'll read that because if it's from, you know, you, that and you can even give a personalized note to the specific people you're sending it to, you know, Hey, uh, if, if you're, if young Jimmy, you know, would like to join us on zoom or something like, here's the, the email link or here's the, uh, the invite and we'll start at this time. And anyways, I, writing can be huge. It can be an incredible ministry. That's, that's kind of the way I would uh, communicate it for sure. Mm, that's great. 
You know, one of the things that we see is that there is, it's a flow of information that we're trying to get to people. We want to keep it simple, silly, as we had said earlier. Um, but it is important for us to to just boil it down as much as we can, because while communication of truth, of the truth, is is at the heartbeat of what we do, we don't need to get bogged down in these other things. We want to be about the, about God's word, about relationships, about making disciples. And so we want to to communicate truth because ultimately, or communicate not just truth, but communicate information because that will help our ministry and be a, a great benefit. You know, communicating well with our congregation can provide a great number of positives to our ministries. Hopefully you found a little encouragement here uh, tonight and a few practical ideas to take with you as you work to make your student ministry the best that it can be. Um, Take the time to communicate well. It matters because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.